Hey guys, Bryce here from Flex Cortex. All content on the Flex Cortex podcast is for educational and entertainment purposes. It is not a substitution for medical advice from a qualified health professional. Thank you and enjoy the podcast. Flex Cortex. I'm Tanner and I'm joined by Bryce today. Today we're going to be talking about goal setting, the trans model of behavior change, lifestyle, and a brief overview of nutrition basics. Bryce, why don't you take us away? Hey guys, so today we're going to start off the podcast with some goal setting. When I take on a new client, I talk about um, NGT with them. So to give a brief description of each one, N is needs, so what the client is wanting to accomplish with a workout regime and specifically what they're coming to you for. Um, When you're talking about the next one, it's goals. So specifically nailing down what they're wanting to accomplish and kind of putting that into perspective for them. The next one is time frame. So setting a realistic time frame for them so that way they are able to accomplish their goals and make this a maintainable lifestyle for them. When we're talking, okay. When we're talking about um, some other ones, we're talking about long-term and short-term goal setting. So it's really important to integrate these aspects into NGT because it makes it more attainable for that client. And it's good because if you have short-term goals, you're able to give yourself rewards and you're able to celebrate little wins throughout the course of the period before your long-term goal deadline or time frame. Okay, and I'm gonna quickly let's run through a quick like case study sure so if i was your client um like let's let's just go through it what are some of the questions you'd ask me as your client um well first of all i would ask you what brings you in today and what made you reach out to me initially uh uh i i i feel fat um my my belly is big so i think i'd like to lose weight okay so how much weight do you want to lose oh Oh, good question. I'm uh, 200 right now, so a guy my size probably like, I don't know, probably like 60 okay. pounds. So what do you think is a realistic time frame for yourself? Oh, uh, mm, I don't know, like a year for that? 60 pounds in a year? Is that realistic? Yeah, so I would say that you're probably looking at about a pound to pound and a half per week as a maintainable change. So I would say that a year is probably pretty realistic, and I'd say that that's a good time frame for you. Um, are there any are there okay. any things over the course of the year that you're wanting to lose weight for? Uh, well, mostly uh, this summer. I think uh, with uh, COVID, I think it'll finally be like a little bit less uh, restrictive. So maybe I can be like looking looking better for the beach. Okay. You know? So you're wanting to be able to you know go on go to the park or go to the beach with your friends and be more confident with your shirt off. Exactly. And maybe like be able to do hiking and different activities without getting out of breath. Uh, I went to the, uh, went to an ice cave, uh, last summer and I was dying by the time I even got like halfway up the mountain. So being able to fully do that with confidence would be great. Well, man, I will, uh, gladly be able to help you get towards that goal of being able to climb that uh, ice mountain with no issues and to the point where you're confident and on the beach with your friends. Does that sound good? It sounds good to me. So what kind of short-term goals should uh, I be setting for myself and you for clients? Um, so 
with new clients like yourself, I would say that some short-term goals would be looking at weekly and even monthly. So when you're looking at weekly, I would say for somebody like yourself who is new, I would say look at the amount of workouts you have assigned per week and set a goal for yourself on the weekends to make sure that you're hitting all of those goals and all those workouts. Um, for your monthly, set a goal for the amount of weight you'd like to lose over the course of the month and even monitor your weight weekly. Um, those are a good place to start so that we have a good guideline from there. Okay. And I, I really like that because um, I'm kind of a checklist like maniac. I really like checklists and like um, I use an app where it can like check off the boxes and like click the circles and it then goes off the screen. So I actually am really excited about um, that mode of um, tracking goals basically. So I'm, I am excited. Yeah, structure is everything, right? If you have a plan, um, then you can uh, plan to succeed. If you don't plan, you're going to plan to fail. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. So I would be, let's talk a little bit about the uh, trans theoretical model of behavior sure. change then. So um, um, when you're, when I'm taking on a new client, um, I go through the trans theoretical model with them. Um, it's a chart or a graph that goes, shows the different changes that somebody goes through kind of running through them through the process of contemplation or pre-contemplation, sorry, to contemplation, to preparation, to action, to maintenance, and to long-term habits. So it's important to see where a client is at this point in time. So you see where they're starting at. So you know which, where, where, like which direction they need to be going forward in. Um, a common issue or a valid concern for people that are new is it's easy to fall out of that routine because you don't have the habits built and it's easy to relapse and fall back into old habits. Okay. Yeah, I, I can relate to that one. I've definitely uh, done that a time yeah. or two uh, or like 19 <laughs> times. So <laughs> we'll, we'll be looking out for that, I think, uh, through this run. Too. Yeah, so we'll definitely so, run um, through a plan of action this time around so that way relapse isn't going to be happening so then that way you're increasing the chance of success perfect so i think for um if we're using the ntg model i think for probably the next three months or so as we uh talked about in the first mm -hmm. episode my goal won't actually be the 60 pounds that is the overall for the year like we uh, mentioned but i think for the three months it'll be about 20 pounds or so um, that'll be about 1.5 pounds per week. So it's pretty realistic. It's staying within a time frame of three months and it's a very measurable goal at the 20 pounds. Yeah. So, uh, to do that, we're going to start to cut at, uh, would you say like 2,200 calories? That'd probably be good. Um, yeah. So I remember when we did your calories, your maintenance level was 27. So for the cut, we're going to have you down to 22, um, getting close to that 3,500 calories Per week so that way you're hitting that pound uh, at least for weight right loss. and that was the uh totally total daily uh energy yeah. expenditure that yeah you your tde about, right? yeah perfect okay so we'll cover that uh we kind of covered my why like why do i want to work out it's mostly for activity and health reasons um i want a trainer because uh, especially for someone like me who's had so many issues uh with actually staying on track, you can actually kind of help me uh, stay on track. And actually the podcast too. Very good uh, accountability partner in a way. Uh, 
And yeah, that we, we kind of covered the why. It's really important to find your own why, though, uh, if you're listening and thinking about making changes. Uh, your changes might not be losing weight, even though that's a very common one. Your why might be something like just being able to run around with your kids or uh, potentially lifting really heavy weights uh, <laughs> because it just makes you feel good. Uh, and these, like, there are no good or bad whys as long as uh, it's motivating enough to get you there. And you can use discipline and accountability to actually get you there. Because as soon as you get uh, working out and get to that, like, maintenance phase or long-term habits, like, work, most people will know working out feels really good uh, afterwards. Uh, but when you start out, kind of sucks. It's like the worst drug uh, you could ever have. Yeah. Because, uh, like, most drugs, like, make you feel really good when you take it. And then afterwards, you feel like absolute poop. Uh, alcohol is a good example. Uh, but working out, it's it's the opposite. You, you feel like poop, and then you feel, you feel a lot after better you. afterwards. Yeah, you get you get that high. So I think that's actually a good time to talk about lifestyle habits. What are your kind of thoughts and feelings on that? So after covering the client's why, so figuring out why they're actually coming to me, um, like when I spoke with Tanner, there he initially said he wanted to lose weight, but then I dug down a little bit more and found out that the real reason was that so he could be more confident on the beach with his friends and that's so he could do more activities with his friends and family. Um, so once we were able to actually, in a sense, break that down and figure out why he's wanting to come to me, I'll initiate some healthy lifestyle habits that are easy to bring in and that you can add in to be more active throughout the course of the day. So with a new client, um, some really basic ones to start off with would be like walking 15 to 20 minutes a day to start. Um, listening to a podcast, well, shameless plug, you can listen to ours. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, the Flex Cortex yeah. on a walk. Um, you could also park further away to get more steps in. So let's say you're going to get groceries, parking a little bit further away so you're forced to walk closer to the further away from the store and walk back to your vehicle. Um, you'd be surprised how much trying to get little bits of exercise can help with that. And then if you can, gain an activity tracker and setting a step count goal to something realistic for yourself. Um, the one thing with an activity tracker that is really nice is lots of them will actually like buzz and vibrate at you. And if you've been sitting for a long time, they'll actually encourage you to get up and walk around. So um, it's a nice little reminder to get up and take breaks throughout the day. Um, also, these breaks will help you be more productive too. Um, it's proven that if you're just sitting there working a sedentary job, the more you're just kind of staring at a screen, you're probably not actually accomplishing that much. So if you actually get up and take more regular breaks, you're going to be feeling more refreshed and more willing to come back and work. Um, the next one I want to talk about quickly is a water bottle. So most people tend to think that they're getting an, enough water. So I would highly recommend getting a water bottle with some measurement on it. So then that way you can actually have a better idea of how much water you're getting per day versus just guessing. Um, guessing is never really a good way to go about things. So I would get a water bottle and figure out how much water you want to be taking in per day and then try to keep that as a consistent average. Um, you can also just kind of keep a track of uh, your urine. So if your pee is very yellow, um, you're probably very dehydrated. Usually as a good rule, if you're waiting to drink water when you're already thirsty, chances are you're already dehydrated. Um, so yeah. yeah. And very true. And for the next one, I would say is everybody has their phones on them, except for Tanner. He's hard to get a hold of sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, except me. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, but yeah, since everybody has their phones on them, I would say that a great way to make sure you're holding yourself accountable is to set your workouts in your schedule and structure that into your day. So that way you're actually going to be getting into the gym, working out and setting that time aside for yourself where it's more distraction free. Um, I do find that it's pretty easy to push it off and say like, I'm going to work out this day. But if you don't have a specific time, it's easy to push off if stuff come up. Right. And I will, as a quick side note, just mention for uh, the water. Uh, (laughs) It's really hard, especially in the, uh, as a, as a new client or as a personal trainer to actually find real recommendations on that because the eight glasses of water is, Sort of a myth, not really, but sort of. I would say with new um, studies, it's becoming a, not it's really becoming based a myth much. With, with new studies coming out, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, but a good uh, baseline would actually be about eight glasses or two liters for women, and then about three liters for men. That could totally change depending on how active you are um, or not active, uh, what kind of foods you're eating. If you're uh, eating a lot of foods that are really rich in water, like your vegetables and fruit, uh, your water demands might not be needed so it's based off the feel to see how you're doing and you also have to keep in keep in account um foods that might increase water retention too so foods that are typically going to be like higher yeah. in salt and stuff are going to pull water right exactly and then you're going to have really puffy legs <laughs> and be puffed out and and that's all the uh uh youtube videos you see of those guys who like in like 30 minutes they can go from uh fat to ripped <laughs> but really it's actually ripped water, to fat yeah. because they have a bunch of like salty potato chips drink a bunch of water and then they're like they're just water fat yeah but um, super but super uh, a fun side note for you is that when you're talking about water retention water retention usually gets a bad rep but water retention is actually good for when you're exercising because it provides more um denseness and more lubrication for your muscles and for your joints Lubrication is always yeah, super so, important. So um, people typically tend to think that like, oh, I'm holding a lot of water right now. I mean, it's bad for like bodybuilders, obviously. But um, if you're like a powerlifter like myself, um, having that water retention isn't really going to be a bad thing per se. And like even with bodybuilders, unless you're actively setting up for uh, getting yeah, ready for a comp, yeah. like you're... It's good. Yeah, like water retention is good unless you're doing like a photo exactly. shoot or Yeah, I mean, you're, I'm sure everybody's coach would have something structured for them as to how much water they should be taking. But obviously you'd be um, limiting or lowering the amount of water you'd be taking in closer to comp for sure. I do want it noted though that like, although water retention in those cases is fine, uh, medically, if your doctor is like, oh yeah, you have water retention, that can be um, an indicative of a health condition that we can talk about in a later episode but just to note that water retention isn't always good um even from a health standpoint but generally speaking like it's fine uh to be retaining water like we're mostly water guys like 70 percent, right (laughs) yeah it's like 60 or 70 depending if you're uh female or male just because of the different uh body densities but yeah pretty much that. yeah so for the next aspect we're going to be covering here is when we jump into nutrition a little bit now um again nutrition needs can vary on medical history and individual lifestyle of that one person um it depends on the kind of work that they're doing or current um medical issues that they currently have so it's always good to 
consult a dietitian or nutritionist um, just because they can give you something more specific and tailored to you, as well as obviously addressing uh, like a GP before you even start a diet plan. Um, but Perfect. And I, I think I, I have done that um, previously. I've talked to uh, both a physician and a registered dietitian kind of about what my macros yeah. would be. Um, yeah. And uh, you can kind of take us through like what my general nutrition plan will be very basic yeah, so um luckily tanner has already talked to a dietitian like he said before so we are talking about his f- initial cuts so his maintenance level calories right now would be about 2741 is what we got so for the start of his cut we're going to be having him at 2241 um, just so that way he's in a little bit of a deficit um, but still able to maintain good energy levels and still maintain performance in the gym um but that 500 calorie deficit a day ends up being about 3,500 calories over the course of a week, which equates to at least a pound per week, which is kind of what we're wanting to hit at a minimum. Um, when we're breaking down his calories into his macros, we're looking at about 220 carbs, which equates to 880 kcal. We're looking at about 165 for protein, which is 660 kcal, and we're looking at 730 fat, which is 660 kcal. To get a little bit more into depth on the macros, one gram of carb is four cals, one gram of protein is four cals, and one gram of fat is nine. Um, and then alcohol is technically like a quote-unquote fourth macro, which is, ends up being about seven calories per gram. But this is really important to take into account when looking at the macros themselves. Okay. And like some of you who are a little astute and have listened very closely might be like, oh, didn't you just say that Tanner's um, weight loss goal is 1.5 per week to two and you all, you're you only losing one pound? Uh, good good catch. However, we're uh, planning on uh, doing it through exercise to yeah. supplement that. And that's only to make the cut more sustainable and also to tie into my goal. I want to be, uh, it's all about activity. Exactly. So cardiovascular and exercise health is super important in that regard and we might increase the cut um later down depending on retention and how easy it is and energy levels yeah so the the 500 calorie deficit right now is strictly looking at the nutrition side of things um we're not even taking into account the calories he's going to be burning per session so with the extra calories being burned per session as well i think we should be pretty much dead on to that 1.5 yeah, because you don't burn a lot through exercise, but you do still burn some. And it's not totally unrealistic to, especially with um, uh, intense uh, uh, resistance training, to actually have pretty good calorie burn for quite a while afterwards. Um, and that should be pretty easy to make up that uh, calorie difference. Yeah, your body's uh, epoch after you work out. You're still burning calories for a while. Yeah, exactly. And... Uh, one of the tips and tricks I'm actually going to use to get to that um, goal of and actually have a sustainable cut is there's uh, low-fat popcorn you can use, which is basically like calorie-free, but still makes you feel like you're satiated Having and full. Snack, yeah. And there's actually sugar-free jello that you can use too, which uh, is super great. Yeah, you're still that. able to like satisfy that craving in a sense, but you're able to keep it low-calorie, so that way you're still able to hit your goals. Exactly, and like... The, it's totally a mechanical thing at that point. Your body knows that it's not really getting nutrition, but your stomach gets a little confused because you have all that 
mechanical uh, fullness from Jello, which is mostly just water, um, and popcorn, which again mostly just air, uh, and then some water too. Yeah. So, uh, and that's that's the whole reason why you when we talk about uh, calorie dense uh, foods, uh, you want it actually like nutrient dense because your vegetables are actually pretty non-calorie dense but you need quite a bit of volume to actually get the macros yeah. you need so you have like a lot of spinach in your stomach if you're uh eating salads that stuff to actually get to the uh your macro yes yeah, for sure i mean like with any of these things right the whole point of exercising is to better your life in general so you should be able to easily maintain these habits um, obviously once you built that structure and that routine but none of these things should be more of a stress on you right they shouldn't be causing you and providing you more stress than anything it should be something that you should be able to do and maintain over a long period of time so that's why it's good to still realize that you can go out and still enjoy outings with friends well not with covid right now but <laughs> when things when yeah. things were more normal and there's a sense of normalcy in the world but you're still able to enjoy foods that you like it's just all about balancing that with a healthy lifestyle perfect uh, I will cover quickly uh, just some micronutrients uh, to tie in with your nutrition. Micronutrients are still important, but definitely get less of a focus just because it's really easy to get them through uh, whole foods and you don't really need supplements or anything like that to get them. Um, one of the big ones for a mineral is uh, our iron, which is less important for uh, people who are eating uh, adequate amounts of uh, meat or beans uh, or legumes. I think it's legumes Yeah. Um, yeah. for like how to say it. I know legumes have it, but I don't know if it's legume or I think it's, legume. I think it's, I think it's legume. doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. Legume. All right. You're, you get to hear our little ac accent variations. Le legume. Um, legume. <laughs> legume. <laughs> so you, you get, uh, iron, especially for women too, who, uh, or, uh, people who menstruate, uh, that, uh, you actually lose a lot of blood, which has iron, which can decrease it. And iron in the body plays a role with hemoglobin. So that can actually affect your uh, oxygenation for your cells because uh, hemoglobin is what carries oxygen from your lungs to your cells for uh, respiratory uh, cell function, basically, or aerobic cell function. So super important for uh, working out, yeah. too, actually. Uh just for that performance. Yeah, iron's very important uh, for... Another one? Yeah, iron's very important for oh, women seriously. and for... Um, especially, like, if you're a woman and you're vegan, too. It's even more important at that point. <laughs> yeah, you get that uh, double whammy um, with that. So, uh, and when we, we talk about... Just to mention quickly, um, just because we are an LGBTQ-friendly podcast, um, when we say woman, we mean uh, female... Uh, uh, assigned at birth basically like if you're a woman as, at birth um, that's what we're kind of talking about there uh, so if you're uh, a uh, male now a trans male that would still apply to you just because the uh, genetic factor there i didn't actually know that um, so that's a good fact yeah yeah just a, a fun little tidbit that's there for every you. Day. um <laughs> yeah exactly and speaking of veganism uh the b12 uh is something that is found in a lot of your meats and animal products. Uh, but 
if you are vegan, you can actually supplement this with fortified grains and uh, some non-dairy products like soy milks are usually fortified with B12. So you can, you can still uh, achieve it pretty well. Uh, vitamin C, uh, super easy to get if you have your oranges, your citruses. Um, <laughs> the only problem is if you're planning on sailing yeah, the seven seas anytime soon, yeah. make sure you, yeah, <laughs> pirates, you have to worry about scurvy. So make sure you're uh, bringing along your oranges, uh, canned you oranges. You, you know before your next trip. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. You gotta you gotta bring first. it. Uh, finally, uh, well, not finally, but pretty close. Uh, vitamin D. That's a super important one for uh, Canadians, especially because there's something called seasonal affective disorder, um, and they think it's linked to uh, vitamin D deficiency because you're not getting enough sunlight. So it's really important to either try and get out in the sun for at least 15 minutes a day, of course, using proper sunscreen uh, SPF protection. Uh, or uh, you can take a supplement, but please consult with your uh, physician or nurse practitioner first. Um, it's generally safe, but again, our medical histories all differ. Um, so yeah, just make sure uh, <laughs> you're, you're getting that because that might be why you get kind of more down uh, in the winter months. Uh, barring COVID, which has gotten us all down for the last year. Yeah. <laughs> um, and finally, omega threes, omega threes, and omega six technically, uh, which usually comes from your fish, uh, which you can have anywhere from two to three times a week. Uh, if you are vegan, you can also supplement. Um, and there are foods like tofu and avocados, walnuts, chia seeds that will have it. You'll just have to kind of combo them to get the appropriate amounts of omega three and omega six which is super important for brain health. And um, I think you had a fun fact about that too, actually. Yeah, so um, the omega, sixes. yeah, the omega threes and sixes, the fatty acids are crucial to joint lubrication. So it's really important with any kind of resistance training that um, you get an important and a adequate amount of omega three and six from fish or from some sort of supplementation, obviously, if you're able to have that. So to, to really say and to summarize that, just uh, to use proper lubrication, you need to eat the proper amount of omega-3s. And we know the importance of yeah, lubrication. Yeah, that's very important. So that's good. Exactly. Okay. And just to note, um, what's really important here is that we have a well-balanced diet um, over supplements. Uh, supplements can be sometimes okay. Talk to your doctor before taking any supplements, uh, especially if you're going for any kind of surgery. Uh, su supplements can actually interfere with the anesthetics and uh, other medications you might be on. So just be sure to share the uh, herbal medicines, supplements, uh, over-the-counter medications you're taking uh, with your health professional and even your personal trainer, uh, just because some of those actually will apply to their training program too, because uh, it, it can't be important. Depending. Yeah, I would say that an, an important note or a, little, a tidbit would be like what he'd mentioned before, um, it's important to know any kind of prescribed medication that you're on when we take on a new client, um, as well as like a doctor's note, if, if need be, um, and taking note of what supplements they're taking as well. Um, one thing about people that are vegan is there is a natural amount of creatine that you get from meat. So if you're not getting that creatine from meat, you need to begin that creatine from another source. So um, that's usually an essential um, 
vitamin or mineral that you that you need to be addressing and still making sure you're getting that in somehow. Like creatine's uh, amino yeah, acid. Yeah, right? sorry, amino acid. Yeah, yeah, right. but it comes down in in the body. Uh, yeah. It's in the form of PCR, so phosphocreatine. Oh, okay. Yeah. Very cool. Okay. Well, I think that was pretty much the episode. If you guys have any questions uh, or comments, please feel free to uh, let us know on our Facebook page or Instagram. Yeah. Uh, we will be trying to post there pretty regularly uh, and try and interact with you guys. Uh, if you're looking to listen to the podcast in other forms, we uh, are on Spotify, TuneIn, iHeart. Uh, we should be on Google uh, Podcasts later on uh this week uh maybe even later today uh including itunes too actually so we we included the apple products because we we like to be inclusive yeah yeah and then obviously the um, facebook page and our instagram would be probably the best way to contact us um in regards to any content coming up but yeah i think that's pretty much it perfect and if you do feel like going to youtube you can also uh listen to our podcast there uh, we will have some videos that accompany the podcast sometimes, depending, especially next week, we might uh, end up doing a uh, assessment video for what uh, different functional body movements a, a certified personal trainer would look for. Um, just to give you an example. Yeah, sounds good. So, all right. Well, thank you guys for listening, and we will see you again on Saturday. Uh, these uh, biweekly episodes won't be uh, a permanent thing. They'll just be for probably the next uh, couple yeah. of weeks. Uh, and then we'll kind of go from there and then try and hit the, the weekly every Yeah, Saturday. the weekly schedule, for sure. Perfect. Okay, Thank see you guys you. next time.